Clever Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. Um, here today, you have some of your favorite mujeronas, and we're welcoming the month of March. And we celebrate each other today. We're going to celebrate each other and we're going to talk about relationships and conversations that are worth having and we should be having. It is an evening tonight. It's a friyazo in LA and it's coming down from the Bay Area, the up north también. So let me check in with you ladies before we get into it. ¿Cómo están ahora? Como dices, con un friyazo. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it, it's been a busy day for me today. But it, I felt productive. Um, I had lunch with one of our Guilfrey squad members. That was cool. Who's a fellow twin mom. Shout out to her. Pero las dos teníamos un frillazo. And she lives in New York now. So I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I feel bad saying I'm cold because you're in New York. She's like, no, I'm cold. So, sí, un frillazo horrible. Uh, it was supposed to snow, según habían dicho. I haven't seen any snow. It was just raining earlier. But y granizo creo que también estuvo cayendo. So, aquí estamos. I know it's crazy that we're having this record weather. I guess we're supposed to be seeing snow in LA, and I know it was already snowing in like Palmdale, and it may snow in Santa Clarita. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't feel super cold yet, but it was hecka windy today and yesterday, and I'm so busy today at work and me sentir frío because I've just been like go 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 today. But um, we're good. I'm excited to record. This is a good topic: the relationship conversations that we should be having. Very cool. Yeah, so if you hear any little noises, aquí está mi chiquito conmigo, Archie. I, told, I was just telling you ladies how off, off record, que está enfermito. They've been having, they had like a stomach bug, and so now he's kind of moody, and his tummy hurts, and he has the runs. It's like a farty party, shardy, shardy party <laughs> con él, so I'm holding him. So if you hear a little bit of quejidos, I apologize in advance, but... If you hear the yeah. sharding, we know who to <laughs> My <blame. poor> He'll <laughs> be sharding on me because he's not wearing a diaper at the moment because it's not bedtime okay. yet. Pero ya se va a dormir, se está tomando su lechita. Um, but this was a conversation, a, a, top, a, top, a conversation I was having with a client earlier in the week. And we were talking about how how to initiate kind of like uncomfortable conversations or maybe the first time you want to bring up something with your partner or your husband, your boyfriend. And especially, like, let's say it's a new relationship or and you're you know you're recently married and there's things that you need to talk about um and uh it really made me think about my relationship with my husband with Otto right so quick quick little thing for everyone if you haven't listened to our podcast like I'm the most recently married de las tres and how my husband and I ended up together is like a very unconventional uh <laughs> story and it's not like your your typical like love story but we ended up together after getting pregnant with our my first child and we're together now so he was going to be baby daddy co-parent and now is full-on full-time husband full ba full dad mode still my baby daddy no matter what but um so we weren't really dating in a sense let's say per se when we when we um got pregnant so it wasn't like oh it's like some guy i'm dating it was someone i would casually see a lot um and when we got pregnant, fast forward to us being married and obviously not being in a relationship, we had not had really, you know, conversations or tough conversations. So as we're now working on a relationship and we're, you know, each other's person 
and we're married and things come up, I wasn't sure how to address them. So había muchas veces que I would wait for us to like have a little pillow talk and we'd be talking and chilling in bed before bedtime and then we would turn off the lamp, the light, and it would be completely dark. And then I'd be like, so, um, no sé cómo decirte esto. I'm a little nervous, but I really, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. And I would bring it up when it was dark <laughs> and we'd be like, he wouldn't be able to see me, but I would tell him like, I'm a little nervous. I don't know really how, I don't know how to say this and I don't know how to bring it up, but I really want to talk about this. And, and he would be like, oh my God. Okay. Vero, like. I completely understand. I hear you. You know that we just turned off the light. I'm ready to fall asleep. But it's not that I don't want to talk about what you want to talk about. It's just this is not the moment for it. But I'm glad that you brought it up and we can talk about it tomorrow when I'm fully awake and I can give you my full attention and be able to really, you know, put some detail and put some thought into and listen to what you really want, what you want to say and and what you might need from me. So my... I told my client, sometimes you have to just put yourself out there. It might be, you know, the first time you do it. And if, if anything, like, it's okay to tell them, like, hey, you know, like, I'm really nervous about this, but I think it's really important. And I really want to share it. It's important to me. So can you please hear me out? And even if it's in the dark, mention it. At least now, aunque está oscurito, todo lo oscurito sale a la luz. Sale a la luz, como dicen. ¿Ves? Y entonces ya esa conversación will happen when... You both are ready. If it happens at that moment, great. If you're both fully awake. But, you know, at least now the topic's there and um, it can be discussed and addressed. It's interesting. It, it's interesting to hear that point of view because see that, see that nervous, especially, I mean, even in a new relationship, just having, wanting to have that conversation uh, from the get-go, like, okay, que somos? Because, you know, you hook up with your, you know, person and then things kind of like you're, you know, you're seeing each other and then like, okay, que somos? Where is this going to go? Y te dan nervios, you know, te dan nervios de, 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 de pensar, like, okay, what if like I'm ready for something serious and maybe he's not? Um, and I think in my case, I remember, um, you know, meeting Luis and, um, we started, well, we, we met, I liked him from the beginning. I was dating someone else. And then finally with, when the other relationship ended, I, um, I started talking to him and cause me había invitado a tomar unas chéves and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, después, después. Y yeah, finally when, um, when, you know, that other relationship ended, I was like, oh, kill never, you know, let's go out, whatever. Anyway, we went, we had our first date and then things were going good. And then, um, and then I remember like on our third date, um, he said, he asked me to like, I see the plan like to be his girlfriend. And I was like, oh. I was like, I wasn't expecting it because he knew I had just ended a relationship. And so he's like, sí, que tiene. So then that showed me como que si andaba más en serio conmigo. Um, and then he was getting ready to apply to grad school, I remember. And he was applying to schools in the East Coast and... And then I was just like, oh, like if he's going to go to the East Coast, like, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean for us? And I was nervous to ask him, like, OK, well, what's going to happen? Like things are going, you know, good for us right now. It was that it was a summer. And um, and then I think I finally asked him, like, OK, um, I think I was getting coached by Lisette. I was like, OK, so this chavo, you know, se va a ir. I don't know. No sé qué decirle. 
And then um, I think I ended up asking like, so, okay. I'm like, so what's going to happen? You know, if ahorita um, que you're going to, oh, I, I, I think that was, that was it. I was like, well, now you're going to be a full-time student in grad school. And I know you're, how busy you're going to get you know, what does that mean for us? And he said, well, let's, you know, continue what we have and, you know, seguir conociéndonos. Like, nothing's going to stop. Nothing's going to change. Like, I know I'm going to be busy, but let's make it work. Um, so, como que ya respiré, because again, you know, yo quería algo serio, así, you know, ya, ya de plano, like, a serious relationship, but I didn't know. And also because he was going back to be a, being a full-time student. And then second, like, I'm older than him. So, all these little things. Uh, and fast forward to now, you know, he's my husband and we have these conversations and ahorita que estaban, we were discussing the topic, um, even as husband and wife to have discussions and open dialogue, it's been, uh, well, at the beginning was a challenge, I think, because I mean, nunca me enseñaron, like, I never really saw that with my parents, like them having like formal discussions and like what they wanted and, you know, no, no, no hablaban mucho. And so, you know, it was just, it was hard. And, and I remember like Luis me tenía que sacar lo que, you know, la plática or just what I wanted or what I needed. And I, or he would tell me and, and what, you know, whatever the topic was. And I would just say, calla. He's like, okay, Ceci, well, or, or chula, tu que, you know? Y yo, pues es que no sé, you know? But I think it's because that I never really, I, not, I didn't see that dialogue with my parents and, you know, and discussions like that. So because I never saw it, no one taught me, and it was like yo solita aprendiendo, and then together, right, as a couple growing and and having discussions and setting time, like without the kids, sin los niños para tener conversaciones serias, like what are we planning? Um, we've talked about this, like date nights, things like that, things that I never saw growing up with my parents. I am so glad you brought that up. That you're like, no nos enseñaron. Um, I think as first generation kids, I think our parents were also trying to figure it out, right? In in being here and not having a full support system, they were doing the best they could as parents, as husband and wife. But I didn't have that either. I don't. I I, I do recall like discussions, arguments, verdad? Pero no, it wasn't anything serious like oh money or anything that would affect me, right? But I think that. My parents would at least had something, they did something right that in the sentido de que no sentíamos que nos faltaba nada, pero no también, no también, we didn't have really the example of how to lead a conversation about something in particular about our marriage, right? Or about their marriage. So we're kind of learning and picking up as we go, like we're shaping the relationships we want. And it's all by trial and error and we learn it by previous relationships like, hey, this worked out, this didn't. But I'm glad that you mentioned that nadie nos enseñó, and it really is going to take work for us to figure out the relationship or build out the relationship that we want and how we want it to work and how we want it to function. I know it's hard. I know I get defensive and Otto's like, I, I don't want to get defensive, Vero. I want to get kind, loving Vero. And it's easier to talk to her than it is to defensive Vero. Um, Ceci's like, yep, <laughs> me too. I get defensive too, and it's hard not to. It's hard. Irene, I think you have so many more years on top of this of experience with us, on us, you know? Um, ¿qué, ¿Qué dices tú? I just had, like, my whole relationship, like, flash before my eyes listening to both of you. <laughs> like, dang, I feel like I've been married to 10 people. But, um, yeah, my um, 
husband group and a family where they didn't communicate, but they were very loving and present, but they didn't communicate at all. So there was never tension because they just acted like it wasn't happening if there was, or he just went through his life kind of floating through and there was love and you don't necessarily communicate. So I was in a family where there was a lot of communicating, but it was puros gritos, like yelling, arguing, dysfunction, trauma, craziness, like, and the baby in that. So, I mean, there was a lot of love and I was very spoiled in that, but it was like over the top communication, but that wasn't actually communication, I don't think, right? But it was verbal, it was like a verbal. So when we get together, it's funny because Diego, I felt really liked in the beginning that I'm a talker. He loved that. Like he really indulged that and wanted me to always talk about things. And he's he's a very thoughtful person. So he's like thought provoking and he he's actually a chatterbox too, if you allow it. So he saw in me something he didn't have. And then I saw in him something I didn't have. Like I like someone that was just kind of calm, easygoing. No había gritos. We were total opposites. But then you flash forward and you're married together and our communication styles are grossly different. And now after 20 years together, like I'm more like him and he's more like me, which is great. But he's the better part of me and I'm the better part of him. So he doesn't communicate con gritos, but he definitely communicates so much more than he ever has before because he's more of a talker. I can now walk away or be quiet or work on not being defensive. Or if I'm going to have a funky tone, I'll text him. Like we've learned strategies to talk to each other. But when I think about like tough conversations that I've had to have with my husband, we try to do the date night. We try to do like the weekly meeting. We try to have like all these opportunities to talk about tough stuff outside of the fight because sometimes you want to say tough things and then it turns into a fight because of defensiveness, because of pena, because of whatever it is, right? Because of que somos, like, I don't know how to, you also don't want to like rub someone the wrong way. You know how you said, so see like the fears that we have, we don't know if they're going to dissolve into like a disagreement or an argument or whatever, right? So we've kind of learned to the strategy of trying to have tough conversations, but not in the heat of the moment, if that makes sense. So some strategies that we've had as a couple is like, we'll write each other an email. If we know that there's something that we've been trying to talk about, we don't get around to it. We need to say it. And yeah, he's really good about that. Like, I know we haven't circled back on that. I know we've been meaning to talk about that. This is where I am with that. Boom, boom, boom. Like take the emotion out of it. Right. Or I will be like, I don't want to get mad. I don't want to get upset. I have to like preface things. Like I'm going to try to watch my tone. Like I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this nicely. Today was a perfect example actually of that. Uh, Diego does graphic design for my company and other like website things. And he primarily works not with me because it's a conflict of interest. So he works with our board members. He works with a key staff member. The key staff member asked him for something. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll get that to you on Friday. Friday came and went. And I guess she asked him for it on Monday. And he's like, or she asked him for it on Tuesday. And then he goes, oh, I'll have it by the end of the day on Thursday or Wednesday, whatever yesterday was. And uh, she's like, cool, I won't be here. But yeah, send it anyway. And then yesterday I was like, behave. She really had to ask you twice for that? Like, she can't ask you twice for that. And he's like, I know, babe, I know. And he, I could just see that he was already like, oh, like he doesn't like that about himself, like making a promise that he doesn't keep. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to be cool. I'm not trying to like manage you. I'm trying to, I know this is your thing, but in the future, maybe, you know, it's like the conversations you have to have, you know, because I'm not his boss, but I'm sort of his boss. Like, if it was another graphic designer, I'd be like, bunk that guy. He didn't follow up with you. So I was like, babe, like, I'm just trying to be helpful. He's like, I know, okay, okay, let me listen. Let me listen. And he stops doing what he's doing. And he turns and looks at me from his like desk, his robotic desk that he loves. And he had three really great designs. He's working on our annual report and they looked awesome. So the only reason I was even in front of him is he's like, I want to show these to you. And I brought it up like, wait, does she really have to ask you for them? He's like, I know I hate when I do that. I go, how about this? Like, how about setting a reminder to renegotiate? So then it doesn't look like you just like blew her off. He's like, oh, I know. I just, he's like, I hate that. I hate that when people tell me that. And when I do that to people, if I say I'm going to do something, I got to do it. And I'm like, or not, 
I'm trying to be like a good communicator, guys. Like no pressure, no drama, no like judge you, no I'm your teacher or not, babe. Like just maybe a little reminder that you said you would do it. And then if you really can't, like, you know, you can't. Like, can I get more three more days? Or can I get it's when you blow people off that's a little like when they have to ask you for it. And then I go, and then you put me in a delicate situation because if it was another person, they'd be like, I mean, this person, XYZ, but like you're my husband. So I know they give you slack with stuff like that. So that was one of those conversations where it's like I started kind of like okay, I'm going to open the door. And it's, imagine like he's my husband and now we work, we have that working relationship together. So that's like, whoa, but we've also navigated that really well. He, he doesn't really deal with me on purpose and I don't deal with him because it just, it would be weird. But that's exactly how we've started to have tough conversations. Like we have to preface, we have to make sure the time is right. We have to this sounds laborious. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, so it is laborious. Like, it takes old work. You're like nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, I would have been like, Diggle, you can't fucking work for us. <laughs> you're fucking up. <laughs> you're fucking up. What do you mean? Ten years ago, Diggle would have been like, I never do that. I never do that. He was like straight up like, you're right. I shouldn't do that. I don't like people to do that. Like he validates like my concern. And I also tell him in a way that's like, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm going to say it in two seconds and I'm going to stop talking. But um, it's a freaking science, you guys. It's an art in like bringing up tough shit and then not letting it dissolve and then letting it go. Shit. That's hard. I know you said, I'm sorry, you guys, this sounds laborious. It's work though. It is work, especially if it's something you have not done before and you don't have an example of it. And you think that maybe what you, what's on your mind isn't really worth sharing. Like, Oh, maybe I'm just, I'm overthinking things or maybe, you know, I, 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 it doesn't need to be shared or maybe that's just my, you know, me. But it's worth it. If it's on your mind, it's worth sharing. And if you, if, especially if it's with your partner, you know, if it's your partner, this is your, the person you're, you're kind of stuck with doing life with, right? Like you're choosing to be with them. You're choosing. So this is a, a partner you're with by choice. And then now you're doing life with them. And if you're not taking the time to really talk about the things that are important to you, ¿qué van a hacer para el resto de la vida? You know, it's gonna, that's, the, I don't, I don't see a happy ending there. ¿Qué dices así? <laughs> No, se me están antojando sus I puffs know. this time. <laughs> I was going to say something and then I saw her. I was like, oh. I'm muted. Chewing my puffs? I'm what having puffs for dinner. No comida nada. I can yeah. eat. I can eat a whole bag of puffs, girl. Oh, my God. I love them. Those puffs. Um, oh, okay. De lo que dijiste, pero de que todo es, va a estar así toda la vida. I mean, I see it with my parents, dude. Like, I see it with my parents. De que... Y no, la manera como se, como se comunican, like, no es, ya no es como, ay, no es con cariño, es just como ya, like, la costumbre, and it's just like, ay, no. Y yo les he dicho, I think I told you guys, like, ¿saben qué? I'm like, respétanse, I'm like, you guys are here this, have been here for this long, you know, together, it's like, try to live amicably, tú, like, without saying who, who, who to who, I'm like, Háblale con cariño, háblale con amor y viceversa. Um, and I just have, ay, las, las tengo que estar repitiendo, you know. Um, we, I, I took some notes down from my last therapy session de lo que estamos hablando. And it, it kind of it goes with what we're talking about our parents que no nos enseñaron. She was just saying like, oh, imagine, you know, you guys are first, or she was telling me, you're first generation. Your parents got here from Mexico uh, they were just like in survival mode, just trying to make it work. Um, new language, new country. Um, I don't know the status immigration wise. And I was like, oh, well, my dad, yeah, ya, ya estaba arreglado. My mom, no. And I see 
and then um and then you know they're starting their new life and then they have you and so yeah they were just kind of like in survival mode and um you know and they had to assimilate and they had to all these things and because they were you know they were working people no tuvieron tiempo quizás for that communication and maybe they no, they never got taught from their parents and so um you know we're the generation que que está sufriendo you know las consecuencias but at the same time we're learning we know the language here and so um estamos aprendiendo um but you know o sea se afecta se afecta because me as an adult and i see it i'm like oh, i'm like you know i don't want to end like that like i i don't want to have that type of relationship with my husband i want to like still be you know be viejitos like hold hands um be romantic um i always see these i always see like random you know stuff on instagram like you know the viejito estaba una viejita like um like dancing and twerking on her husband and i was and um luego se las mando and then um el viejito pa pronto también se le pone and I, and I told luis i'm like oh i want this is how i imagine us to be like twerking on each other like viejitos you know i want that that's cute the no, best kind know? of communication there is you know how we said earlier, like it's laborious. I think it's more laborious to get to where your parents are, sadly. Like to be at a place where you're just like over each other and and have contempt for each other and don't have any hope or like joy or I've been with my husband twenty years. Twenty years. March second, which is around the corner, is my twenty year anniversary of my boyfriend girlfriend dumb. So like twenty years is a long time to be with someone. And I'm very proud of the way we communicate because there's still a lot of love. It's not easy. It's been hard. We have wanted to throw in the towel. There's been tears. There's been doubt. There's been me being like, I don't want to talk to him at all. He doesn't care. Or him saying, I don't want to talk to you at all. You don't listen. Whatever the person is thinking or saying or feeling, right? Where they're saying, you get defensive or you're saying, you shut down. You know, everybody has their argument about their person, right? But if ultimately there's love and you do the work, like, it is so beautiful to be like 20 years later and being what Ceci described. Like my husband is so romantic. He's so loving. He's so kind. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Um, what can, where can I take you out today? He looked kind of bummed. And I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? You got home? I'm like, oh, nothing. And then he kind of laid on me kind of funny. And I was like, what is it? Was it the traffic? Something wrong? He's like, no, I just haven't got my dose of you today. Like I haven't got my Irene dose today. I'm like, oh, oh. And, I hugged him and, and I've been so busy. So I was just like, that's so cute. That's so sweet. Yeah. Little kiss on the cheek. And I was out again. Like, yeah. it's the power to like, bye. <laughs> yeah. It's it's literally the stuff that I am saying all this because I want it to be hope for people that when you are doing the tough shit and having the conversations and looking eye to eye and trying to be defensive and trying to talk even when you're like, oh, I don't want to say this or, or they don't care or they probably don't think it's a big deal. Like, try anyway and do it anyway because ultimately when the years have gone on ultimately you've built like a relationship that's like something to be proud of and a skill and a habit on how to communicate in a way that is no longer challenging or no longer embarrassing or no longer tough or triggering like we all have like our upbringings we keep bringing up our upbringings you know like my husband had to get through a lot of me that was my family that was my programming that was how i was brought up and he wasn't brought up the same way and i vice versa like we have to go through each other's like crap to actually talk to each other, right? Because he'll see things like maybe his mom or his dad, or I'll see things like my mom and my dad. And like you said, they were in survivor mode. They were, they had no time to care about what we were thinking. They were busy working. Diego said something really interesting to me today. He was saying how, and I don't even know how this came up. We were talking about depression. And he said, have you heard the thing that 50 Cent says about depression, the rapper? And I'm like, no, what did he say? And he's like, 
50 Cent says that that doesn't exist in the hood. When people have three jobs, they have no time to be sad. They have no time to be sad, to be thinking about the fact that they're so sad. They got to work. They got to hustle from one thing to the other to the other. I'm like, whoa, that is so true. Like their problems are such different problems because survival is survival. So you think our parents gave a shit when we cried? Of course they didn't. We know that. The funny joke about like, no llores. I'll give you a reason to cry. The truth is my mama had to get from one job to the next job. to the Like she she wished it. she could have had the time to be like, are you okay? And then, and then me say, I just haven't got my dose of mom today. Mom, you know, like, I fucking would have wished, right? I would have wished. But so it's funny how you get to this point and you hold out on your partner, all these things that were like your parents and, and, and how they brought you up and they're not your partner and their habits don't have to be your habits. And one really last thing I'll say about that is like, I like to communicate through touching and kissing and touchy feeling. I've been like that my whole life. I was like that with my grandma, God rest her soul, and everybody would make fun of me. Like, I since not see most kissing her shit. But I liked being like that. I was like that with my mom and my siblings would judge me and be like, I you're like a spoiled brat, you know, but I see so yo. And when I got married, I was like, I'm not gonna not be that way. And my family would judge it too. Like, man, this was also like chicle, like hugging each other on each other's lap, kissing each other. Now my mom like loves that about Diego and I. Like she gets shy. She can barely see, but you know, she's so <laughs> funny. Like she loves that. Oh, <laughs> I, think I think she's like, are they kissing? Okay, oigo algo. Oigo algo. <laughs> but that's another form of communication. Like why not be who you are? Like if you're a feeler kind of person, be a feeler. If you're a, a quiet kind of strong person, like people have to also accept the way you communicate. Like, Ceci, you're more of a quiet thinker and I've accepted that about you. And I'll say, what do you think, Ceci? And yeah. otherwise, Ceci will tell me what she's thinking or she won't. And maybe yeah. if I ask, like, I don't have to force Ceci to talk like me, right? And same with Vero and I, we can both get fiery. And so we've learned to also talk to each other in a way that's like, let's not say the wrong thing. Let's send an audio. I was saying that today to someone in my office. Like, oh, yeah. Let's send audio so we know that like, I'm not trying to text you something that sounds like I'm trying to be your boss right now because I'm not. I'm trying to send this audio so you can see I'm cool. I mean, it's cool. This is just a, just a genuine question. You know, whatever. But those skills that we learn, right? Can we learn about people and how they communicate? Like, they're all really important and Leave however you grew up at the door. Like, stop bringing your beef from your parents, your siblings, your trauma into relationships now, like business and relate and your spouse and even your kids. Like, be careful of not talking to your kids the way your mama talked to you because sometimes it's oh, that's one hundred percent. That's something I have to remind myself. Like, I my mom was never really a yeller or anything like that to me, and I I'm a yeller, and I'm like, wait, my mom didn't treat me this way. Oh, How funny. the fuck am I just going off popping yeah. off on my kids? Like, yo, motherfuckers, you know. So it's so trippy because really, where'd you get? My mom is like the most. She was the most patient, most loving mom, and I'm so grateful because I think if I would have had a mom que me gritaba, que me daba chingas, like constantly, I probably would be worse than who I am now. But I think the fact that she just loved me for who I was, loved me and accepted that I was just some crazy little girl with, you know, dreams and wanted to be independent, all these things. Like, she kind of fed that. She fed my soul to be, you know, who I am. And and I, I have to remind myself, like, my mom didn't do this to me. My mom no me nalgaba, mi mamá no me gritaba. Like, I need to slow the F down and not talk to my kids that way, you know? Um... But I think we have resources now. We, you know, the fact that we are first gen, the fact that we went to school, the fact that we are working. Hi, oh, Question What's for that? you. Was your mom like that with you because you were the baby? No, she was like that with all of us. Or Nagela. She treated all, she of, treated like all of us like that. Um, oh. wow. My dad at the time, you know, my dad, like coping. My dad would also drink a lot back in the day. And, 
you know, my dad, I mean, he wouldn't call himself an alcoholic because he was, he would always make sure he never missed work. My dad never called in sick, you know, nada así, but he would get home, tomaba sus chelas, and he would go to bed after drinking, you know, have his dinner and go to sleep. But uh, my mom, no, my mom maybe had just different expectations for my sister, um, being that she was the first. And I did come way later, like super baby in a sense, you know, uh, seven years and six years, uh, my, you know, my siblings. But I think she still gave them that same kind of love, you know. I ask because I hear this from a lot from the younger kids. They say, oh, my mom's so soft with me or so tender, tender with me, but she wasn't like that with the older siblings. So I thought that maybe you were a factor of, of you being a baby because I've heard that. But Or I mean, it's like grandparents or my family was saying, Diego's family, actually, my in-laws, how they, we can't imagine this, but that their mom, también nalviaba y gritaba. And we're all like, she seems like a saint, the way she is with these grandkids. And the kids are all like, no, no way. Like, And all the in-laws were like, you guys are lying about her beloved mother-in-law. They're like, no, she's still beat us up like i mean not bad but like like she was she was temperamental she was as a mom she was like over the top but as a grandma she's not like that like it's so funny like stages and places so i thought maybe your mom kind of softened but it sounds like she's always been soft so she must be super soft with the grandkids oh my gosh, no. she, i'm like mommy les voy a dar una nalgada. they laugh you know like ah, you know i'm yeah. like little jays you yeah. know <laughs> but <laughs> i think like after i said that you know like, we are just in a different place. We're able to, you know, we we have different kind of stresses. We have different things to worry about. We're career women now. You know, we have different kind of goals. We have different things we want to accomplish as a family, as with par- our partners. And just and if, you're in, if you're not married, like, things that you want to accomplish on your own before you even decide if you want to be, you know, married and have kids or anything like that. Um, but we have resources now. I think that we've all each taken advantage of those things, like um, – Irene, you shared before, you had no problem when you were having issues with your husband going to couples therapy and doing therapy on our own, on your own individually. We've each done a dose of that as well. And some of us continue to do it. And some of us are, you know, do it in, in at the moments that we most need it. But knowing that we can, that our re, there's resources out there that can help us bring, alleviate that, the childhood us, that programming that Irene mentioned and, and the, how we, how we see life. Because our world isn't the world, right? Like our world isn't the world and there's ways to do things differently and there's ways to to live life in a better way. And now we have that, that now we have that option. We we can choose on how to we want how we want to live that life. And aunque seas calladita muy platicadora, sharing really what is important, it's good it's what's gonna make a difference in every single one of your relationships. A thousand percent. Yeah. So you had a good example, Ceci, of the relationship conversation. It's okay to have it. We had some examples about having to talk to your spouse about something that feels challenging. You want to judge them. We talked about picking an interesting time like Vero, <laughs> right? But then your husband's saying, hey, talk dark. at a different time. I wanted to mention that about the talking at a different time. I think that's so important. Like a lot of times spouses want to drop things because they're intense or it's not the right time, but make sure to pick it back up because I think picking conversations back up is so critical and people will feel heard and seen and loved if you make the time for it. It may not be the right time when it does come up, but to make the time for it and bring it back up, especially if your partner is asking for that time. I think that's a, that's a great mm-hmm. skill and not just drop it. And I think that's a communication habit that a lot of people have. It's easier to just drop it 
and like not deal with it and it's uncomfortable right but the skill of knowing like okay i want to have this conversation i'm gonna bring it back up we should, we should have this conversation i think it takes a lot of practice and it's good and it's really good especially when you're raising kids because kids are the ultimate okay with letting it go and forgetting it and dropping it and moving on but your kids could be going through really real things or your kids could really need you but they're so willing to just like oh it's fine oh it's fine no big deal so it's a good practice to have with adults because you're really going to need it, especially when you're raising teenagers and preteens because they're the first, the quickest, the easiest to like just let it be. And kids need us. Kids need tough conversations. And, and we need to remember that too, that they are growing to become who we are. And we need to model like tough conversations and having them. So that's the tip of the day. If there's kids in your life and little cousins and younger staff, like communicate and model healthy communication, whatever that is, bring something up that's tough. Um, seeing that someone's down and and talking to them about that and, and acknowledging that like finding those things Vettel's very good at that like hey what's up are you good like algo trice you know like being that person that's another form of communication like catching things that are there and, and why not and definitely modeling for kids and, and young adults is a really important tip of the day i love that tip thank you irene for putting it all into such great words and putting it out there for our audience um, but if there's nothing more that we need, that we want to share today, Ceci, Irene, todos estamos bien. I get a thumbs up. We can wrap. Yeah, up. we're good. This is this is a good good topic. Yeah. So anímense, anímense. There's something that's been pressing, you know, um, on your mind, and something you want to discuss. Or tu corazoncito just needs to let out some emotion and share. Anímate. You know, you have our support. We te damos permiso to feel and to share. None of that feelings. Who talks about feelings? Let it out. Let it be. Um, put it out there. And hopefully you do have someone that's willing to listen and willing to take you up on that conversation. And if it means it for a later time, let it be for a later time. But at least they know it's there and you can work through it together. So also before you go, but I wanted to say like, I'm really proud of us at Level of Latina, like to become friends that are business partners and have a business together. This hasn't been easy. Oh, yeah. And we have navigated being friends and being partners. And I'm so proud of where our business is right now and how we've had tough conversations and how we've learned to communicate with each other, how we've made time for tough conversations. Like this is one of those episodes when you're listening where I feel we've earned our freaking strength. Oh girl. So we, <laughs> sure. we mean what we, we... say. Gotcha. Ceci, right? You were going to share. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, yeah, we, sh we sure have. Yeah, Aww. Ceci has helped us and and helped us communicate, and Vettel's helped, and I've helped, and we've all we've all really worked to be better communicators. So I wanted to say that because we have a frame of reference that I think is very authentic and genuine, and we work on communication every day. And I think it, it's what makes us really good business partners and coaches and podcasters. Frankly, yes, Bam. I agree with you one hundred percent. And yeah, it has been challenging, and I love you, ladies, that much more because of what we've been through. Because it does make us realize that, hey, maybe I didn't say that right. And I'm sorry that it came out this way. But acknowledging, you know, we've talked about owning up to our mistakes and saying like, hey, I, I, I fucked up. I'm sorry. And and thank you for helping me out through this. So I las quiero un chingo. Y este, so all of you out there, it's okay. If you make a mistake, own up to it. And, and you know, things will work out at the end of the day. Um, especially if you work at it, if you work at it. So thank you again for tuning in to this episode of our podcast. If you like the conversation, let's keep it going. You can always send us a DM uh, to our social media accounts. We can find us at Level of Latina 
in uh, Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. And not as often, but if you do, you can find us at Latina underscore up and learn all about our guilt-free squad where we talk about all these amazing things that happen um, in the sense of like questions or just uh, tough times that we go through, the good times where we, that we celebrate together. And if you're looking for a community that has um, mujeres that are there to support you and make you, not make you, and actually, yeah, darte animo to, to face uh, the tough times or tough t discussions, go and check out our website, levelaplatina.com, and you can learn about our guilt-free squad there. And con eso los dejamos. Did I forget anything there? No? Okay, good. Wonderful. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, Las quiero. Las quiero. Besos. Besos.